transfer deadline day is getting closer and so is your deadline for getting 20% off our sports subscription package at thestar.co.uk. Stay up to date with all the latest news from Sheffield Wednesday with a year's subscription to The Star for less than 12 pence per day, giving you unlimited access to all the unrivaled content that we produce on the house 365 days a year. Use the promo code TRANSFER20 now to sign up at thestar.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. And now, on with the show. The Star Hours, the Sheffield Wednesday podcast from the Star in Sheffield. Is it safe to come out yet? Welcome to the Star Hours' defeat to the Sky Blues as dark clouds gathering once more for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm Liam Hoden, joined as always by one half of the Star's Owls writing team. It is Alex Miller. How are things, Alex? Yeah, not too bad, Liam. Not too bad at all. Just uh, coming towards the end of my uh, little isolation period. So looking forward to being able to nip down the shops and what have you. can smell the freedom already. That's good. That's <laughs> Just good. about. <laughs> also joining us, it completes our, stars, our Star Owls writing team. It is Joe Cran. How are things, Joe? All good, mate. I uh, was debating not bothering with the podcast today because of uh, how I bragged about my hotel in Birmingham. <laughs> and then had no hotel in Birmingham. What you, you've got to fill us in, obviously, there are plenty of people will have seen on social media the situation that you found yourself in when you arrived at your hotel. Uh, how did things play out from there? I was so happy with myself as well. <laughs> I was so happy that I'd found this hotel right by the ground. You can literally see the ground from where I was meant to be staying. I arrived and the shutters were down. And I thought, oh, maybe they're just being extra careful with COVID, you know? <laughs> and then, then I tried to call them and they ignored my calls and... Yeah, they just straight up weren't open. It was uh, so I was sat, stood on a corner in Smallheath, which is where Peaky Blinders is, is set. I don't know enough about Birmingham. I don't know if it's a, a, a nice area or not. But I was just kind of mooshing about. In normal circumstances, I would have, you know, found a pub or found a cafe and gone and worked from there. But instead, I was just kind of wandering around, um, trying to get into the ground. Obviously, too early because <laughs> regulations and that, so I couldn't get in there. Yeah, it was a it's a good day out. I basically, ended up just coming home that night. I got on a train at ten past eleven. Just to add to it, ordered some food at the um, at the train station, which never arrived. The guy who was delivering it called me when I was on the train and said, "I'll be five minutes." And I was like, "Cheers, mate. Do you want to come after the train?" So in total, I paid for a hotel, some food, and a train back home, and I didn't use any of them. <laughs> oh dear. Well, at least the the game was. Uh, oh, actually, no. Uh, yeah. I was going to say if yeah. they'd won, at least it would have been something. Yeah, yeah. We'll get straight into that one then, Joe. What are your thoughts on uh, the performance and result the other night? Just a bit rubbish, wasn't it? Mm. You know, that's my expert breakdown of the performance. Now, I think you know. Jokes aside, first off, it was just very. Um, it was just very bitty, wasn't it? Like there was. There wasn't really too much happening. A uh, couple of chances each each side, but nothing, nothing really glaring, and it just kind of to steal Neil Thompson's word, it felt very championship. It was just a very sort of hard fought championship game. The pitch didn't help. The pitch wasn't wasn't great at all. Um, and then second half, they Wednesday just weren't really at the races. You know, the couple of sort of silly goals that they gave away. Um, first one was was horrendous. I think it was Matt Penny and. Joe Pelopesi and sort of both left it to each other and neither of them went for it and they just broke through and scored and 
yeah, that after that you're chasing the game a little bit, so things were bound to open up. But yeah, it just what just wasn't very good. It was it was definitely the worst that they've played under under Neil Thompson, that's for sure. Alex, what 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 were your thoughts on how things played out? Yeah, just a bit lacklustre, really, wasn't it? It was one of those you with everything that's going on at Wednesday and with the run that they've got coming up, you sort of wanted a a tub thumping performance, you know, ta- tackles flying in and and all the rest of it, and it was just. Exactly as Joe said, I, I, there's, there's not too much of a, a finer point you can put on it, really. I think it was it was just lacklustre and slow and just off the pace. The the pitch didn't help, I don't think. You know, we've seen with this since since Thompson's come in. You know that they've been sort of uh, encouraged to sort of move the ball around a bit more and. And uh, you know, obviously, the, a lot of pitches are, are struggling at the minute across football. You know, we've seen in the Premier League as well. It's not just in the Championship. It's not just at Hillsborough, which has obviously been a big talking point over the last few weeks. But um, yeah, I don't think that helped. But it was inexcusable, really. Just nothing seemed to get going. Um, again, the big players that that you want to step up and and take the game by the scruff of the net just weren't able to do so for whatever reason. And you know, you don't you don't mind getting outplayed by a better team or by individual performances um, I'm not sure that happened with Coventry I just thought Coventry were a bit more at it and you know unfortunately it, it's we get accused of it being a lazy thing for for the likes of us to say but it felt like Wednesday were a bit out fought the other night yeah and that, the last thing that you want in a game of, of in those circumstances against an opposition team that that aren't uh, that are right down there with you is, is being out fought um, and out battled uh, and obviously we saw afterwards with the reaction to it how much of a concern that has been uh, and, and how much the the kind of negative feeling that had been dampened down over the last few weeks has, has come back again it's certainly Joe not the uh, it's got the, the negativity back a little bit yeah and it's to be expected really Um we we know how football is now. It is very um, reactionary. So it, you know, it it doesn't really matter what's happened in recent weeks. It's more about what's happened the day before a lot of the time and what's what's happened immediately. So you know, with that kind of performance, with that kind of result, the the negativity is bound to resume, especially when you're a month without a manager um, and you've you know you've signed a couple of players and. People are wanting a bit more, but I spoke about it after the game, and I think that the, probably the most worrying thing for me is that Wednesday just don't seem to have any fight back. You know, it's it just feels like when they concede, it's just a foregone conclusion then, and that is the worst place you want to be in when you're a, a sort of a relegation threatened team. You need to be able to pick up draws and you know snatch wins every now and again when you've when you're having to come from behind, and it's. It's just not happened, has it? Wednesday haven't won a game that they've fallen behind in since Brentford, and that was in 2019. Do you know what I mean? It's been like a full year since Wednesday got a win from a game in which they went behind in the league, and it's just that's not going to keep you up. You know, sadly that that's just the the long and short of it. If, if Wednesday aren't going to be able to to get themselves back into games when they've when they're up against it, then they're really going to struggle, and it just. I don't know if it gets to a mental stage for them. You know, we spoke a lot about it when they hadn't won at Hillsborough, for instance. And I wonder if you have a similar thing now where when when they go behind, they maybe just don't feel like they've got it in them to, to come back. No, and this 
this stretches back to the the whole the Gary Monk era and all the discussion that particularly towards the end of last season that they were having in terms of changing the mentality and changing how how things were and, and the fragility that Wednesday had was were a big part of that. Um and you know, his his quest over the, the summer, the brief summer that they had was to to change that and ultimately he kinda of paid the price with his job, uh that when it became apparent that there hadn't been much changed at all, despite that really good start to the season, that Wednesday was still so fragile. And the last thing that anybody wants to see right now, and probably the last thing that the the players need to be reminded of, is the fact that they are quite weak in, in that situation, that they are so vulnerable. If they fall behind, then that's it. They, they, you know, they, they're really going to struggle to, to get what they need out of a game and what they need out of games at the minute is wins. It's it's, it's certainly concerning at, at the minute. I think the you, you are... In, things are so fragile that the, the mood is, is so fragile all the time on Wednesday, uh, particularly if it, if it does start to get positive. It doesn't take much to knock it back down to the negative side of things. But um, I think when you see things of a concern with the vulnerability of the position that Wednesday are in in, in the league at the minute, um, then it's it's only going to come around. Um, I don't know what you think, Alex. Yeah, I think the the closer we get to the end of the season, I think I think it was all exacerbated by the fact that Rotherham and Derby won. Mm. Um, and it, it just feels a little bit like the, the club, for whatever reason, are, are just floating their way through the, these last few weeks and you know we, we said didn't we and I think we were right to that while while the club were winning games they weren't necessarily in the rush that they should have been to uh, to get a new manager in but I think with that with the apparent lack of movement in terms of getting more players in you know we've heard two Pretty experienced managers in Gary Monk and, and Tony Pulis speak about the this transfer window as an important one for the club in terms of you know where where Gary was concerned continuing a, a transition that he thought was necessary and then from from Tony just in terms of just getting some more quality in the door um, and as it stands right now you know I, I wouldn't expect too much more business to be done. Sheffield Wednesday can surprise us you know we we tend to say that on every podcast on on various subjects and topics but um, yeah I think if, if they were to go in with go into February with Sam Hutchinson Andre Green you know alone standing here or, or you know I'm not sure that that will be enough necessarily to, to, to you know provide the, the boost in momentum and, and positivity that's needed so um yeah, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully there's a lot more being done behind the scenes than, than we've got any idea about and, and they can bring some more quality in because, as I say, it, I think, you know, in, in one fell swoop, a, a busy deadline day, uh, as we saw with the last transfer deadline, it, it can bring an awful lot of momentum to a football club. Can you offer any more positivity on that from uh, Joe than what Alex has done? <laughs> I, think, I think when it comes to transfers and stuff, it's... You know, people say there's no smoke without fire, but sometimes there is in the transfer window. And I, and I think that's part of the problem as well is, you know, names get thrown about and people get linked. And I think it sort of creates a bit of 
expectation there that maybe shouldn't be, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, you, you get to a point when, you know, for instance, we saw uh, Greg Cunningham sign for, for Preston today. He's a player that was linked with Wednesday at some point. I tried to get some more clarity on that when the when the rumours first came up and, you know, I, I came up blind on it. I couldn't find anything sort of with, with anything concrete, which is why I never never really reported the story myself because, uh, you know, I, I liked try and give my own information rather than just regurgitating other people's. So it's, um, yeah, it's it's hard because I think sometimes uh, there's expectations on um, sort of what's happening and, and, and then fans seem to think there's more going on than there possibly is. So it's it's tough. I, I'm like Alex, I'm, I'm really open that there's stuff going off behind the scenes and I'm sure there is, you know. I'm sure Wednesday are looking. I'm, I'm positive that there are players that they are looking at possibly bringing in um, Harry Pickering obviously being one of them you know he's, he, as, as, much, as much as Neil Thompson's um, he's not really said too much to the, to the media about stuff he did say that Harry Pickering's name's popped up I think was his gut word um, so he, he's obviously a player that they're, they're looking at but whether that'll happen or not I, I don't know and there's obviously stuff been said about Liam Shaw's future I know he's, he's in, in talks with Celtic about you know what's going on there but there's no rush on that and I, whether he'll go now at all or in the future you know only, only time will tell with that and um, I know there's been a, a bit of interest in, in Alex Hunt from, from League One and for me I think that would be a, a good move for Alex I think he needs to be playing sort of regular senior football and it doesn't seem like he's going to get that at Wednesday and yeah, you know, I, I think going down down to League One where he could you know play a, a team sort of the right end of the table there where they do want to play football his way a little bit, but we'll have that sort of physicality that will help push him on as a footballer. I think that'd be a, a good move for him. But again, like everything else, only time will tell, and uh, we're not we're not really flush for time at this point. Alex, if Wednesday were going to do a bit of business between now and the deadline, what what positions do you think should be the priority? I think there's a few. I think there's an obvious hole at, at left back. Um, you know, there's a, a clamour from the fan base, and understandably so, um, on on Matt Penny. And there, I think he he struggled. He wasn't the only one by any means. I'm not singling him out, but he struggled the other night, um, and perhaps needs more minutes to sort of step into the what's what's left of the season if he's going to be the man that they you know they go with at left back. Uh, so I think that's a, a hole to plug. Um, Neil Thompson's, you know, the line that we get out of him more than anything is that, you know, they haven't scored enough goals, you know, and he always follows up with it. We haven't scored enough goals, fact. Um, and you can't really argue with that. You know, the, the lowest scorers in the championship. So they need to get in a, a striker. I, I still fancy another creative player somewhere, but, you know, it's fantasy football to a degree you know um, as, look, as we've said hopefully there's more popping off than uh, than we know um, and it will be a busy one and that's happened before you know I've covered deadline days with, with Wednesday when we thought they were going to be relatively quiet and you know players were were popping out of nowhere you know Massimo Luongo was done on the quiet um, Josh uh, Jacob Murphy was done on the quiet uh, a few others so yeah th- these things can move pretty quickly and, and hopefully they are doing but the, I think there's several positions really and, and depth as well you know the the fixture schedule as it is there's squads with uh, the championship teams with a lot bigger squads uh, which I think will will pay dividends for them as we go on um, but 
Wednesday have to get more out of the players that are there. You know, you look at there are several players. I mean, I mean, two a man actually. You know, there's no point dancing around it. I don't think there's a single player in the in the Wednesday squad that you look at and you go, he's playing at absolutely the top of his game. I think Tom Lees has got maybe a bit of a shout. Uh, Massimo Luongo, when he's been on the pitch, which has been all all too rare, has had uh, a, a half decent season. But you know, apart from that, you know, players just aren't stepping up so that that's going to be you know it can't just be a case that they're, they're sat around waiting for, for players from elsewhere to come in and, and make the difference uh, there is going to have to be a big focus on, on Wednesday players stepping up and, and getting themselves out of this mess Top priority for you Joe is the word to do any business? Someone who can score goals yeah, it's, I I realised as I said that how depressed I sounded. It, I, I'm not I'm not that that low, I promise you. Um, but yeah, no, someone so they need they need goals. You know, it's it's that simple. Wednesday of um, there's various areas of the pitch where they've not been good enough. Like Alex says, they've you know very few people have really stepped up consistently this season. Um, you know, I think defensively, like Alex mentioned, I think Tom Lees is. He's playing the best he's played for for Wednesday in a while. You know, Shaky Dunkley's been great when he's played, but he's obviously got a little bit of a a bit of a knock at the minute. Um, but yeah, goal. They need goals. They need someone who's going to be able to sort of get a goal out of nothing. And um, it does feel like you know, since since Stephen Fletcher left, they've just you know, well, not even since he left, since Stephen Fletcher got injured, they've just not had that. I think you've seen as well with with Fletcher how well he's gone on and done at Stoke and how central he is to to what they're doing well at um, yeah um, it just uh, hammers home what what Wednesday have lost on on that front as well so we shall see what happens in in the coming days on the manager front Alex anything at all I ask you every time I get the same answer am I getting the same answer again you are I'm afraid yeah. uh, you know it's it, it's just sort of all meandering along. Um, a little bit, few more weird and wonderful names sort of thrown in. Um, and myself and Joe are sort of working on what we've been doing for the last few weeks and contacting these people and being told that they don't know who Sheffield Wednesday are. Um, <laughs> um, that can't be true. They must be lying to you. Yeah, well, of course, of course. Yeah. I was, I was being dreadfully facetious. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. It, it, I think before. The last couple of results, it, it sort of felt a lot like it was edging towards Neil Thompson getting the job uh, till the end of the season. That that may well still be the case. Um, I, th- I think the nature of the the next few weeks, and you know, there's games every three days. A new manager coming in, and we saw with Tony Pulis, it just it doesn't necessarily work like that. You know, a new manager coming in and trying to instill and tweak things and, and instill their their style of play. Well, if the got no time on the training ground to do that it can be difficult um, so it's a tricky one it's a tricky one for Wednesday obviously they want to get their, their new man right they've said that and the, the process is very diligent I think but you know by the time frame, we're, we're into I think it was a month today uh, it's as a long time isn't it? a month it's a long time you know and, and you know I keep harking back to this because it was sort of fresh in my memory as my first few weeks with the star but um, with, with the Lee Bullen situation, it, it felt like things were moving towards somewhere, um, and I'm not sure that's quite been the case for whatever reason. Um, this time, it does feel like it's sort of just floating along a little bit, and and I think that's a massive source of the frustration, really, from from Wednesday fans in that the 
don't necessarily see a, a, a short or medium term way forward obviously Joe earlier on in the week there were a lot of talk about the um, Paul Cook and and what happened what didn't happen what what can you tell us about about that so from from what I can gather from sounds really snobby from sources close to the club it's a horrible phrase but yeah basically from what I can gather um, there was talk um, but that was about it he, he you know he, he wasn't offered the job um, so therefore didn't turn down the job but um, I think I think the thing with Paul Cook is he's you know he, he said a lot of things that a lot of fans wanted to hear do you know what I mean he's in terms of the interviews he's done and the way that he's spoken about the club and the respect that he's sort of given the club when he's been in, in, in the public eye, I think have have really sort of made a lot of fans buy into him. And he obviously did a, a cracking job at Wigan as well. So, you know, I think there's there's a lot of discontent there because of the fact that it now seems that he, he won't be getting the job. But there's just so much uncertainty about everything at the minute. And I think that's one of the the main things you know you look at the uncertainty around players we've got so many guys who are out of contract at the end of the season we don't have a manager at the minute um, and there doesn't seem to have been a deadline put on when one will be appointed there's been nothing said about whether Tom will take it until the end of the season which you know if that is the case you know I think he would have plenty of support in terms of if he was to, to take the job on but you want to know about it. Do you know what I mean? I think that's the that's the main thing. Uh, but I just, I, I think that, the, like I said, the lack of certainty around everything at the minute is so, is so difficult. And with Wednesday's league position, it just, everything gets exacerbated. So um, if this situation was as it was, but Wednesday were mid-table, then it would be a lot easier to take. But Wednesday have got, I think I counted seven of their starting 11 against Coventry out of contract at the end of the season. Incredible. Um, and that's a, that's a hell of a chunk of the first team. Um, and then you've got so many who are off the pitch as well. You know, you look at a lot of players who have played a lot of minutes for Wednesday who, as things stand, don't know where their future lies. And we, we're in a position at the minute where with Wednesday's position as it is, we don't even know what league we're going to be in. So we don't know the league. We don't know the the manager. We don't know the squad. I mean, is there much else to not know, really? <laughs> yeah, uncertainty is the uh, the biggest thing. I think probably what didn't help, particularly with the timing, was um, the quite public departure of uh, Eric Alonso, Alex. Uh, he chose a very opportune moment to announce his departure from Wednesday as uh, as an advisor, just uh, just as the final whistle was sounded on the uh, in the in midweek, um, what do you make to this? Yeah, he strikes me as someone who's quite savvy with yeah. that sort of thing. Yes. Um, he's. I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any great secrets to suggest that he's spoken to various media outlets, sort of off the record, and chosen not to put anything on the record. Um, at the same time, sort of speaking to supporters via, you know, direct message and and all the rest of it, full, you know, safe in the knowledge that that, that stuff's going to get shared. Um, and yeah, so I think you know, sort of quite clever. In I, I've not I've not spoken to the guy, so th- this is sort of a, an outsider's view to a degree. But um, 
I don't know. I think you know the, the blaze of glory that he left in. Um, very mysterious to to sort of say the least. And um, obviously there is frustration from a a large swathe of the the fan base towards you know the the other advisor at the club and, and Mr. Chancery himself. Um, and so there is a temptation, you know, when someone is appearing to uh, fire. Uh, bullets at, at those two, you know that that maybe Mr. Alonso is, you know, the he came in to save the club and he wasn't able to do it. I, I just I'm not sure how much until he is, you know, to come out and, and speak and uh, be more candid about his his view and his role at the club. We don't really know what his role was. You know that he was an advisor and we gather that he was the one that sort of dealt with Paul Cook's people, but. Aside from that, you know, we don't know his involvement at all, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's all a bit murky. I think I'd be tempted to stay away from the idea that, as I say, he was he was the white knight that tried to come in and change everything and, um, you know, the, the evil overlords have, have sort of forced him out a little bit um, because, you know, at that level of football uh, and football business, there's there's often, you know people trying to get something out of somewhere um so yeah just all a bit mysterious as i say there's a there's a fair bit of conjecture in there i've not i've not spoken to him personally um but yeah certainly a a blaze of glory like i said a lot of the the words that he used uh were quite choice and uh, designed i think to get a, a certain reaction out of the fan base yeah it makes me wonder whether we will we'll hear from him on the record because uh his, his, his position in, in in hearts and minds at the minute is is, is quite high, and and whether if it got into the stage of a, a slanging match or, or things being fired backward and forward, whether he'd retain that position, we don't know. We don't know. He, it was a it seemed to be a hearts and minds thing from him, didn't it, Joe? In terms of reaching out to supporters, and and as as Alex said, that we're obviously going to get out. Um, it kind of it it. There were some cleverness there in positioning him somebody who could be uh, really positive for for Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, he said what everyone wanted to hear, didn't he? Yeah, that's ultimately what it was. Um, people are looking to cling on to anything they can at the minute. So, yeah, I think he he sort of he he said the right things in terms of what people needed to hear, um, but given sort of the way Wednesday have worked, you know the very private in the way that they, they do things you got to wonder if that that way of working was ever going to be a long-term fix to be honest yeah yeah uh no it, it, it seems to go against um go against everything the, the way that certainly mr chancery likes to operate i mean even when it got put to him last time out in terms of alonzo being an advisor he didn't say an awful lot about it did he so, you know he, he again kept his cars quite close to his chest so there's still the confusion as well about the fact that on his social media profiles he had Sheffield Wednesday shareholder and that turned out to be you know false information um and that that's not really been one that's been explained either so um yeah there's a, a fair pinch of salt I think to be taken with a lot of this stuff um an interesting character it seems anyway certainly does certainly does so we move forward and moving forward next for Wednesday is a clash against uh, Preston North End at Hillsborough. Interesting team, Preston, a little bit streaky this season. A, a good, good championship team. 
Um, but uh, uh, the, certainly the form at the minute's not been anything massive to write home about. Uh, Joe, uh, your, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, they've also sold two two players today, haven't they? Yes. Um, Donald Fisher and um, who's the other one who left today? Sorry. Oh, Ben Pearson. Ben Pearson. Yes. Yeah, they've obviously both left today. Uh, they've not had the best of starts this year. I think they've only won one this year so far, right? This month. Yeah, yeah. Um, Birmingham last week. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's the championship in it. It sounds like a lazy answer, but it, it with the championship, it's just so much about sort of who turns up on the day. Um, You've seen so many, like you said, the really streaking. You've seen so many teams turn up one week and be look like absolute world beaters, and then you know, fast forward three days to not even the next week, just to the the, the midweek game, and it's you know, it's a different story. But I think Wednesday need to just Wednesday need to be in a position where they, if nothing else, where they outfight them. And it, it like I say, it sounds cliche, but that that's where Wednesday need to be now. They need to be in a position where. If they're up against it, and you know maybe things aren't going their way in terms of not creating as much as they need to, or you know not taking chances that they do create, they just need to be, you know, need to show people that they've they've got that battle in them. And if they can do that, then they got a chance. I think. I think the response is needed. It's fair to say, Alex. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think back through sort of recent Wednesday history in terms of you know when, when there has been a a backlash to a performance and, and I think there's pretty mixed response you know in in terms of the, the next game and stuff um, you look at the, the two especially Pearson the big players really for Preston um, and it'll be interesting to see how they sort of rally back from that um, you know taking two players out of their defence and you've got the uh, the free flowing attacking force that is Sheffield Wednesday to uh, <laughs> to come and punish them for their foolishness in the in the transfer window. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 like Joe says, it is it is the championship, and I, I would not be at all surprised to see Wednesday scraper win. Obviously, you know it, it seems bizarre from where we were a couple of months ago, but Wednesday's home form is pretty good. All of a sudden, <laughs> um, they're going for. Well, I think five wins in a row for the first time in since Carlos days. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be you know despite all the uh, the doom and gloom that we've probably put across over the, over the last half an hour or so, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see them the pull a, a result out of somewhere and the, and they need it as well. It's fair to say. Um, so yeah, big performances needed, um, and like we say, that that bit of fight and and just get on the front foot and do what they've done over Christmas really obviously the break hasn't helped and um, I think they did look tired didn't they in, in the week not well, I don't know whether tired is the right word but just you know a little bit laggy um, we don't know how much of the squad or, or the individuals in the squad that are struggling with the you know the the upshot of the virus and, and all the rest of it so uh, maybe that's playing uh, some impact on the club but they're not they're not using that as an excuse and hopefully they can uh, muster something and, and get a, a much needed three points hope so hope so well done for getting through that by the way and not linking Darnell Fisher to Callum Patterson uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah yeah, yeah. He'll be certainly happy to see that he won't be involved uh, <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday I think it's that time then lads to uh, it's come again to hand over to Alex quiz time gentlemen um, the scores on the doors of course Joe Cran 2 
Chris Holt won. Liam Hoden has his point. He's yes. off the mark. And uh, no doubt looking for uh, a continuation of his good run of form. Um, it's been a manic day at Star HQ. And I, I regret to say that I've not had the time to put together a Who Am I? Um, so we'll be reverting. We'll be going for a missing men. Uh, so the rules are very simple. Just name the players that played for Sheffield Wednesday on the day uh, the fixture in question. Always a relevant fixture. I've picked out a game against Preston from the annals of Sheffield Wednesday history, and it was an absolute classic. A Boxing Day 2005 affair at Deepdale and a boring nil-nil draw. Um, so I'm not sure if either of you were there that day. Um, I wasn't, I know. I wasn't. No. Joe, were you about that day? Were you at Deepdale? I was not, no. No, I no? wasn't there. Okay. I was 15 at the time. Right, a game that, that won't live long in the memory for either of you then. So, yeah, the 2005 six side. I've got a new backing track, lads, um, because YouTube have taken the previous one off uh, due to a, a, an issue. Um, hopefully you can hear that. Oh, yeah. A little bit of suspense. Yeah. Suspense and drama, uh, the actual tune is called. So, <laughs> Boxing Day 2005, Preston North End nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Uh, Liam, you're still behind, so you're going to have the honour of going oh, first, my friend. God, I don't know what to go for. Oh, this is not a good start when I'm like this with the first guess. <laughs> uh, I will remind you, if they came off the bench, you, it counts. You, yeah, it, it counts. counts. Steve McLean. Steve McLean. <laughs> oh, no. Straight off the bat, Liam Hoden has lost a life with Stephen McLean. Joe Cram, over to you. I think this might be the shortest one today. <laughs> um, Frankie Simek. Frankie Simek is correct. Liam Howden, you have no wiggle room here. Oh, it's yeah. a difficult one this season because obviously the, the 2005 League League One playoff side. Yeah. But there were so many changes that summer, so I, yeah. I have I have swung you a dummy here, my friend. Oh dear, let me have a think. Let me have a think. Fantastic audio this is making. Um, <laughs> let me have a think. See, I know there were. I know. Oh. Very I dramatic, got, this music. This is very dramatic. <laughs> very dramatic. I will... Glenn Whelan. Glenn Whelan. Did play. Oh, thank God. Liam Hoden lives another day. Joe Cran, over to you. Did you purposely wait for the music to do that? When you did I did, that? I did. Perfect. You, you have no idea how into this I'm getting as my rollers. I'm sat here in like a, a sequin suit jacket. <laughs> With a waistcoat on and everything. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to go along the same lines as, um, as Liam, because I'm, I'm also very much out of ideas and going to go Chris Brunt. Chris Brunt is correct. They come as a pair, those two, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Liam, back over to you, my friend. Um, there, are, there are some rascal names in here, by the way. I will say... Oh, God. 
Oh god. Right now, have a Richard Wood. Richard Wood. Is correct. Over to you, Mr. Crown. Um. Um. I don't know if you can get Lee Bullen. Lee Bullen did not play. He, so, he was there that season, right? Am I am I getting my seasons? Yeah, we're still there. Yeah, still he there. was still there, but he, he was more of a bit part, I think, that season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have had so far correct answers. Frankie Simic, Richard Wood, Chris Brunt, Glenn Whelan. Plenty still to go, I don't know. I can tell you that two subs came off the bench. Uh, and as I say, there are some a couple of rascal names in there. Boxing Day 2005, Press North End nil, Sheffield Wednesday nil. Liam, I've done plenty of filling there for you, mate. Are you? Uh... I'm. I'm torn over the goalkeeper. I will admit, I am torn. I know there were a goalkeeper on loan this season who did very, very well, but I know that was towards the end of the season. I'm not sure at what point he arrived. So I'm going to keep. I'm going to go with David Lucas instead. Who were you going to go for, him? Scott Carson. Ooh, it was neither of them. Oh, it oh. was. Your friend of mine, Nicky Weaver. So Liam, oh. I'm afraid. That's, yeah. If if jo- if Joe, because you oh, went yes. first, didn't you, Liam? Yes, I did. Yes. Right. Okay. We're, we're back where we are. So Joe, you can't say Nicky Weaver. <laughs> that was my. I was going to go for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you can't. So I wasn't really. I wasn't. I'm not going to pretend. I, I could lie, but I'm not going to. Uh, who do you answer? I'm tr- I'm trying to think that shirt that 2005-2006 shirt was the chunky stripes wasn't it Liam? I think it was yeah it was a really horrible quality shirt yeah, yeah. it was Theodora wasn't it? yes I could t- I'll tell you why I know that we're in Australia for the second half of that uh, season and uh, I ruined one of the shirts with uh, an iron so yeah and <laughs> uh, um, the, I think for me one of the most famous players in that shirt and I have absolutely no idea if he played in this game or not Lee Peacock Lee Peacock he's correct Lee Peacock he came off the bench so he just Ooh, snuck on tight. Well snuck, on, snuck on for the last 11 minutes uh, so I'll run you through the team in its entirety uh, Nicky Weaver in goal um, Graham Coughlin Peter Gilbert. Peter Gilbert was in that mm. side. He played. Two Chris Eagles. Yeah. I met one of his uh, mates in Australia, Peter Gilbert. That's what really? to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so we've uh, a, a chap called Steve Adams, who I must admit. Ah, oh, Steve Adams. You know, as a as a um, oh, sorry, there's all sorts of other things malfunctioning. <laughs> Is that casualty? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I must admit, and I probably shouldn't say this, Steve Adams is a is a Sheffield Wednesday player that uh, I'd never heard of until this juncture. Not one that um, lives in the memory. So. Yeah, so Nicky Weaver, Steve Adams, Frankie Simak, Graham Coughlin, Richard Wood, Peter Gilbert, Chris Brunt, Chris Eagles. Ah, Chris Eagles. That Was, was that the season he scored that pearler against Leeds? No idea. No idea. Oh, sure. Could well be him. Uh, Burton O'Brien. Burton O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Glenn Whelan up front Barry Corr oh he never scores Barry Corr yeah 
<laughs> and uh, and David Graham came on for Chris Brunt with 20... You, you're bringing on David Graham for Chris Brunt with 20 minutes to go when you're looking for a goal. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, unused substitutes. Nice John. to see that things have changed. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I think going through that team, you realise why it didn't necessarily live in the memory. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I'll, uh, I'll pull out some cup finals, lads. <laughs> yeah, um, please. Un- unused subs, John Hills, Drissa Diallo. Drissa Diallo. And uh, Liverpool legend Richie Partridge. Uh, so we had a peacock and a partridge in the team. Excellent. Oh, nice. I like that. <laughs> and an eagles. There you go. And an eagles. Oh, what? Anyway, they were playing for the owls. The, the, what? <laughs> There's an article for you, Alex. Feature. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll leave that one to you, Joe. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much for that. My terrible run has not really uh, abated much by getting off the mark earlier in the week, but we shall uh, press on and certainly uh, hope to be getting off the mark a bit more considerably sooner rather than later. Thank you very much for that, Alex. Um, as, well, that's pretty much it for, for this episode today. I'll point you to that promo at the start of the podcast, giving you 20% off a subscription to the Star website, giving you unlimited access to all the brilliant work these two fellas put out day in and day out. You can follow us on Twitter at the Star Isles, and we've also got our own dedicated Wednesday Facebook page. Well worth a like on that one. So thank you very much for joining us, and take care. We'll speak to you again very, very soon. Thanks very much. Head over to thestar.co.uk for all the latest news, views and analysis of all things Sheffield Wednesday. Follow us on Twitter, at the Star Owls, or search on Facebook for our dedicated Sheffield Wednesday page. And remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever.